Okay, so in this process, I keep hearing things brought up about this encounter months ago. So, I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across a profile. It was on the feed of this handsome man. He was handsome. I thought he was handsome. Oh, he's handsome. I may have said something that was, you know, a little sketchy, like, you know, he's handsome for a midget. And I didn't mean it that way. You know, I'm trying to fix different perspectives, you know, within my, just like societal standards. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just my perspective personally. I don't know. But insensitively, I may have previously felt as if midgets kind of be funny looking and some of them aren't this one I thought was you know handsome he didn't even look like he was a midget I said something concerning it and I was like you know I don't mean it that way I'm trying to fix certain perspectives I don't really you know want to continue believing stuff like this and actually judging people by those standards I don't think that these are even our real mindsets I think that this is kind of how society you know, shapes our minds to believe different things, like to judge people and to not accept differences, etc. But it turned into a thing. Like, um, I had said he was handsome. I had said, you know, it really shouldn't make a difference whether he was a midget or not. Well, I won't say midget. I know midget is a harsh term, but whether he was a little person or not. And I don't know what happened, but something like something happened where I clashed with something or somebody about it. And somebody said something to me about it. And I felt like, you know, you know, I felt that they should have heard all that I said if they heard that part. You know, I didn't say I didn't mean to be offensive, you know, but I did feel that somebody around me concerning that made it a thing, made it something bigger than what than it was. And that was discussed, but it was still like a a thing happened where it's like um even a conversation where different things were said, but then like something happened concerning that, things surrounding that where someone was like something something and you know money Aya and Bill Young Boy was involved in it. And then I just heard like, a, like it was just a joke thing. So I really wasn't trying to joke. Honestly, I didn't want to make it a big deal. I didn't even really want it to be a whole conversation. I was scrolling through and I saw somebody handsome and I clicked on, I wasn't even going to click on a profile. Actually, I didn't even recognize at first that he was even a little person. I just thought he was handsome and I was going to keep scrolling. But, you know, it, it became a, con- a small conversation and then different things happened. I didn't. You know, I had felt something concerning that, that it was like, you know, maybe the introduction of an altercation concerning that. Then I realized, like, you know, I didn't know. Not I didn't know. Of course, I know some people are offended by different conversations concerning that, you know, their height. But, you know, we all have our flaws. Nobody, I mean, if it's a flaw, it's not, it's not always considered a flaw, you know. I had been researching and studying different things concerning little people because I watched Little Women of Atlanta and then you just hear their stories 
and you hear how they feel about being called midgets and, you know, the way that society treats them, being picked on, treated differently. And then I told myself that I was going to be the difference. Like I wasn't going to, you know, judge people harshly or contribute to, you know, negative connotations concerning those things. So I had already known that it really, you know, I can't say it isn't me because still I have maybe made little comments or thought little things because I don't even say stuff like this. I don't say stuff that I feel like will hurt somebody's feelings, not intentionally. Unless, of course, I'm like trying to hurt their feelings because maybe we are at odds. But it just keeps being brought up. And I'm like, what is, you know, it's, I'm wondering like how it's going to come into play and when it's going to make more sense, you know, like what, like it seems as if it's going to be, you know, I mean, it's going to be a conversation. I don't know, explain, I'm going to get a better understanding on what happened that day. Cause I really didn't understand what happened at that moment. I just know something happened and I had avoided things escalating further that time because I felt like, you know, as I've said, this is not something that I intended to happen and I wouldn't make a big deal or I wouldn't want to fight about something, a misunderstanding. It was obviously a misunderstanding. I wouldn't want to fight about a misunderstanding, though I didn't appreciate, you know, I didn't appreciate, you know, this individual being, you know, inserted into this. And I'm just like, I just like to be careful at this point about talking about anybody because it seems as if you can never speak on anyone without them being inserted into the conversation. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, you just can't say anything. And excuse me, I didn't allow it to escalate, as I've said, you know. Well, really what it comes down to is like fighting over things like that, that, that you, you know what you meant. You didn't mean for things to, you know, come across that way to fight about it would be redundant at that point it's redundant. And then this individual is being pulled into that. And it's like, it's not really like, you just know that it's just, it's, it's about how somebody sees something like that, how somebody feels about different things spoken in that manner, you know, just the height conversation as a whole and how they may have felt, you know, about people, how would people say about that? Like how people feel about that, how people have treated them about it. So, you know, I'm not one of those people who like to do things like that. I never really thought that the short jokes were really so funny. You know, the midget conversation, I never thought it was funny honestly I never even really like I never saw the funny the fun these are things I never thought was like no matter how many jokes and it seemed like the jokes are so common the jokes are so popular midget conversations conversations about men's penis size you know and their lack of confidence concerning gay um gay conversations you know gay jokes um weight jokes these things I never thought was funny, regardless of if they, you know, affect me or not. Like the weight jokes, you know, 
I felt that I've heard them all concerning my weight, you know, growing up. But even if I didn't have a problem with weight, I still wouldn't think weight jokes were funny. Like, oh, you are so fat, roly-poly-oly, you know, things like that. Like, that's not funny. You are so short, you are a midget. That's not funny. You are so gay. That's not funny. You have a small penis. That's never funny. Like, none of this stuff ever was really funny to me anyways. And I usually don't even entertain conversations or jokes. I just don't laugh. I always wonder, like, what is so funny about that? Why people always have jokes for short people? Why people always have jokes for fat people? Why people always have jokes for men with small penises? Why people always have jokes for gay people? I never thought a lot of this stuff was really funny, you know? Or skinny, like, if weight, period, you know? But, you know, other people, I guess, do. They find, obviously, they find interest or... They may find it funny. Me personally, I'm not about to fight about things like that. You know, yes, I've had, you know, to hear a lot of weight jokes and maybe it has affected me in a way where I may do things differently, you know, concerning weight jokes. But I'm not, you know, insecure about it. I'm not insecure about my weight, I don't think. And maybe somebody else may say that I am. But I don't feel that I'm insecure, really, about my weight. But obviously, from somebody else's perspective, maybe so. But concerning these things, as I've said, I don't, I didn't, I don't find it funny in them. So, you know, something had to be funny to me. You know, like I don't know. I'm not gonna give a whole list of what things that I find funny. It depends, but it's just like. Honestly, I don't think that I ever really found it too funny bullying people or talking about their differences anyway. But I will laugh sometimes at different jokes like that if it's really funny. They're just usually not to me. So concerning this situation, I'm like, you know, I felt like it was a maybe, like I said, an introduction to altercation. But, I, you know, I'm just the kind of person that is like, you know, I didn't mean it that way. That's a misunderstanding. I'm not about to go out of my way to fight anybody or argue with anybody about something I didn't mean like that. Like, I would explain how I meant it. You would, we could agree to disagree, that's that. Now it's being brought up again, I'm like, you know... This, I mean, this is kind of how I've been. This is kind of how I've been. This is kind of who I am. I've, I've been shaped this way. It's not that I can't fight you. It's not that I possibly wouldn't win. But I don't think that I win in a fight about something I ain't really want to fight about. I'm probably not going to win. I'm not driven to fight you about a misunderstanding. You know, it's and people going to say, oh, you scared or, you know, they punked you. And I'm like, yeah, I will be punked then because... You know, you want to fight about something that I'm not, you know, motivated. <laughs> I'm not motivated to fight about it, you know. And if it ever, if I say anything, you know, that ever offended you, that made you motivated to fight me about it, I wouldn't even, you know, I would rather us, you know, communicate. And, you know, I used to call, I used to be called white concerning these things. Like, you are so white. That's so white. That's so corny. It doesn't matter if you meant it or that's how you meant it. They said something to you smart about it, so fight them. Like, let them know, you know, don't disrespect me. But I'm. But what do I look like tussling with you about 
something from the jump, it was a misunderstanding. I kind of learned this early on. When you go and explain that to somebody, what was y'all fighting about? Oh, I might have said something. They ain't understand. You know, I ain't mean it that way. So you, you really sat up there and fought somebody, and that ain't even what you meant. That's not what you, you didn't mean it like that. Well, they got mad, and so we fought. That's immature. That's immature. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of, it's a waste of time. It's childish. And, you know, the Lord has always called me away from stuff like that. He just has, you know, to fight, period. Violence is not the answer. But then to be fighting about, you know, misunderstandings, I feel like it's a hindrance. It's definitely a hindrance. And you lack intelligence if you fight, like, for things like that. But as I've said, you know, as I said, different perspectives. So some people might feel like that's worth fighting for. It might have been offensive to them. I'm not going to judge them for that. Sometimes I'm offended by things. Don't necessarily mean I'm going to fight about it, but I may have been offended to a point to want to fight about something. You know, I don't want to make enemies out of things that don't really, it just doesn't feel worth fighting for. But that's also been an issue that I feel like is being addressed in this process of the Lord transforming me. You know, fighting period. And over the years, all of the fights I would avoid, you know, confrontations I would avoid because I didn't feel that they were worth fighting for. You know, if I knew, always knew, if ever it be an issue that I feel like it's worth fighting for, of course I can fight. Like, it's something concerning things that are worth fighting for, like my faith, you know, maybe my family, the people I love, they're in danger, I'm going to fight, you know. But jokes and stuff like that, I've been called away from that. I've been called away from fighting for different reasons concerning that. I mean, something I've struggled with is just fighting for, you know, disrespect, just people disrespecting you. And that's something the Lord is addressing right now. He's calling me out of that. But there's always still this whole, like, section of things where it's like, you know, I'm going to fight about this. And if you don't fight about it, then you just corny or you just weak or you just can't fight. And I don't think that that's an indication of not being able to fight. I think that that's just an indication of what whether you're willing to fight over something like that. So I don't ever call people stupid for fighting about things that they don't that's not that serious or not really worth fighting for, in my opinion. They feel that it's worth fighting for. That's them. But I'm not about to be pulled into it. You're not about to pull me into a fight about something I don't feel is worth fighting for. So, you know, I've dealt with that over the years. People always intending to pull me into fights for things that they feel is worth fighting for. And I don't. And I would rather get beat up. I really would. I mean, I'm going to fight, you know, back, which I'm working on. The Lord is working on inside of me because... I have to learn to turn the other cheek. Even if someone puts their hands on you, even if they disrespect you, regardless, turn the other cheek. I'm learning that, you know, not to fight for things like that. It's a waste of time. And it shows you lack intelligence because the Lord showed me, like when I was younger, like that time could be spent to learn something, a new hobby, you know, knowledge, just to gain something that will better you you know, it's a waste of time. And oftentimes people who are drawn to fighting for these different reasons, just because like they take pride in the respect that they get in that area, 
Like, don't mess with them. You know, they going to fight you. And I don't need to have that. I'm, I don't have a, a, you know, I don't have a urge to, to need that respect. I don't need I don't have to have that respect. But I will admit that when I was younger, and they used to tease me for not being able to fight. She can't fight. What you going to do? You can't fight. You're not tough. She can't fight. She can't fight. It did used to get to me a little bit. It used to get to me. You know, I'll be honest. It used to get to me, but, you know, I still didn't change who I was, though. Like, it didn't get to me enough to decide that I'm going to be the kind of person that, you know, oh, y'all think I can't fight? I'm about to prove it. I didn't feel the need to prove myself. I still knew that when the time came, I would know, you know, what to fight for, and I would be willing to fight. And in that moment, that's when you would find out whether I could fight or not. But you're not about to find out if I can fight over something that don't matter to me. Or I don't think should matter or is a big deal. So I would never call nobody stupid. But I also wouldn't be, you know, I'm not going to continue to allow myself to be offended by people's opinions on what I should be fighting over, you know, with all the real issues, you know, the things I feel like are worth fighting for, you know, our souls being dragged down the hill. That's something that I feel is worth fighting for at this point. That's what I'm putting my energy into. You know, the Lord, you know, bringing people to the Lord, saving people. I feel that that's worth fighting for. You know, um, defending someone who cannot defend themselves when they're being pushed over. Like, that's something I feel is worth fighting for. Because I know what that feels like. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't want to be pulled into a fight, but... Yeah, I defend people. You know, I would defend somebody. Um, different things concerning that, like things that I feel like it's worth fighting for. You, you will see me fighting. But for that, I don't think I'm ever gonna change that part. Like that's something that the Lord has instilled in me. That's something that I'm, you know, actually finally benefiting from. I didn't actually expect to actually ever benefit from it, besides the fact that I know better, because the Lord has told me, and has shown me better. But now I'm benefiting from a different way, you know. I'm benefiting in a way where I don't fight over issues that don't matter. I don't waste my time on those things. And so it's a that's a whole area that I haven't built up, you know. My heart is not as so super hardened in that way that I can't be saved, you know. I'm not saying they can't be saved, but, you know, it does make it more difficult, you know. But as I've said, you know, it's it's different issues to be fighting for, like my people. Different things concerning that, you know. There are people out here who are being hurt. There are people out here who are being affected by wickedness. I'd rather fight for those reasons. And I always knew if I was ever given an opportunity, people would see the whole time that it wasn't that I couldn't fight. It was that I wouldn't fight. And that's the difference. The difference is, yeah, people are going to try to clown you, make fun of you. You know, maybe you'll lose respect in their eyes. You know, you let them talk to you like that. You let them get away with that. I don't respect you. Well, you know, I don't need that kind of respect. I don't. I don't need that kind of respect. The right people, if I'm ever in the right environment, I don't ever even need that because I am always in the right environment in God, you know. But if I ever find myself in the right environment, it'll be around people who don't see it that way, who understand, you know, walking away from fights, who understand, 
you know, not needing to prove yourself in that way, you know? So, regardless if I lose friends or never have them, I know that I stayed true to myself. So, that's the real benefit. And that's the benefit I've always gotten out of it. Staying true to myself. Staying true to who I am. You know, I don't have to prove or impress anybody. That's just what it is. The right people are going to be impressed by who you are. And that's always the real benefit. It's always better. Because you, then you get to be who you are naturally. And you'll find the people that gravitate to who you are. And you'll never have to be anybody else. And you won't have to stress yourself. You won't have to, you know, pretend to be anybody. You won't have to torture the real you being someone you're not. That's the real benefit. So what am I benef- how am I benefiting from it now? Well, it's finally being recognized. And even by the people who had made fun of me all those years saying, you can't fight, you know. And I will always tell them, I don't want to fight for these issues. I don't feel like they're worth fighting for. I don't have anything to prove. Just because you want to fight for it don't mean I do. And they would laugh in my face. See the excuses she make because she can't fight? Like, like, you just corny and you can't fight and you're weak. And that's just what it is. And then they would, you know, continue to try and bully me and pick on me. But the benefit I'm getting from it now, you know, I have a real reason to fight. And so I'm fighting. And they know I can fight. And so the people see that. They see that. And it's like burning them up inside, you know, being wrong all those years. You know, I swore you couldn't fight, you know. And... I didn't. I wouldn't have said this, and I probably still don't necessarily even believe it. I don't believe it. I know that it's not true. The Lord is telling me it's not true, but you know, people are saying they the ones who actually can't fight. You're the one who actually cannot fight. You fought just to prove a point, and just for respect, and you actually can't fight. You know, she never fought for those reasons. She fight for stuff that matters. She can't fight, and so people are offended. I'm, I'm finding a lot of. You know, people who want to be my enemies because they're finding out they can't fight. But it's like, I don't even feel like you can't fight. I still don't feel like you can't fight. I still feel like you can't fight. I think that you just got to figure out why you fighting. The real reason to fight. When you start fighting for the right reasons. Then, it, you know, it'll it'll level itself out or it'll start to make more sense. You know? said this a bunch of time in a bunch of different episodes but the Lord told me when I was younger and I used to come to him crying God I'm tired of them picking on me talking about I cannot fight picking fights with me you know I don't have a drive I'm not driven to fight for the wrong reasons and I see the potential that these fights can escalate to like you know I see the potential like I feel like certain individuals, they really, you know, go as far as stabbing, killing over fights. You hear about it all the time. I'm not about to be stabbed and killed about an issue I never even felt was important to begin with. That's ridiculous. And, you know, I would cry about it. Like, because I'm going to eventually, I'm going to lose that fight. I'm going to lose that fight every time. That's why I'd rather not even fight it. 
because if I'm not driven to fight you, if I don't feel like it's an issue worth fighting for, I'm not going to win because it's going to get to a point in my mind where I'm like, hold on, am I willing to go this far about something that don't matter to me that much? I'm not about to exert all my energy and go that far about something that I don't feel matters to me. I'm going to feel like I cheated myself. I'm going to feel like I wasn't being myself. And in the end, can I look in the mirror and say, that's me? Like, can I, can I see? This is the stuff I would say. I'm not going to be, like, I got to live with me at the end of the day. People would laugh at me about this stuff. But I don't care no more. Like, I'm over that. It's years later, you know, I'm growing up, I'm maturing, you know, I know I got more maturity, I got more maturing to do, I got to become more mature and in different areas, but concerning that, it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not offended by that, I'm not offended when people say I can't fight, I'm not offended when people laugh at my face, no, I still do get Sometimes offended when people laugh in my face about not being able to fight. You know, that thing has, and it's not because I really believe I can't fight, but because, you know, when someone is laughing in your face, it's offensive. It can be offensive. But I'm pretty much over stuff like that. You can't, you know, you can't really offend me like that. But it's like, it's more like, you know, people ganging up on you, you know, crowding you know, and making you feel different rather than what they're actually talking about, you know? You probably don't even care about how they're judging you. It's just about the fact that they are judging you. So that's not, you know, an issue for me, but, you know, I still am finding myself in environments where people are, you know, still still this way they're still this way and they still talk about it like for me people talk people talk to new environments new new people I'm coming around they talk to people you know from old and their conversations are still the same and you know you always hear when you were younger oh that's gonna die down you're gonna get older people gonna forget all about that nobody's gonna still be talking about that they're still talking about that they are still talking about that you could talk to the people I grew up with and they're gonna say she never could fight You know, she was scary. She never could fight. And, you know, she's not tough. You know, I'll punk her right now or something something like that. Just anything concerning like that. And, you know, I'm still going to be who I've been. You know, I'm not going to fight you for that. You know, I'm not going to change it up now. But, you know, I just did take offense to, like, different people disrespecting me for those reasons and then I felt I could never bring people around me that I connected with just because I'm me around them because they always try to turn them against me using stuff like that you know they start clowning me they start trying to laugh in my face and be disrespectful and then they try they try and get the people that I connect with to do it with them and now I don't connect with them no more because they more like you wanting to be accepted and I, I just don't, you know, I'm not judging them, but it's just not comfortable for me anymore. I want to be around people that understand me. And, you know, people always say, you know, they always got the things, they always got their opinions on things. They always feel like, you know, it's funny. It's funny, you know, but 
as I've said, you know, the Lord has revealed so much to me lately. He's He's transforming me. He's revealed so much to me lately. Like how they, you know, the intent behind that, which I always knew the intent behind that. I used to look at situations like that and I used to think like, it's almost like, you know, I can fight. And in your heart, you thinking, I'm not strong as you are. I'm not as brave as you are. I'm not as courageous as you are to walk away from fights and not feel peer pressure into fighting every time just to prove a point. And you are, and it kind of bothers me. So I got to drag you into stuff. I got to drag you into fights. I got to pull you into environments where you forced to be like everybody else in order to be accepted. So I could feel better about the decisions that I made and not being able to live with myself or not being who I truly am. And I've always decided, I've always decided I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be that. And it's not, you know, I don't really care about the judgment concerning that. You're not going to, you know, pressure me into being somebody I'm not so I can deny who I am. And then I have to live with that, whether you're around or not, later on. And not only that, it hinders me from benefiting later from the things I truly love and the things that bring out the real me that I can thrive in because I was being somebody else my whole life. I can't do it. So... God is revealing. God has revealed to me, you know, that the whole time they were doing it. Like the same decisions that I was faced with when I was speaking to God in private, you know, and he was telling me, stay true to who you are. The same, they was having the same conversation, but they just didn't listen. They just didn't listen. They just didn't decide to go that way. They decided I wanted to be accepted. I want to be somebody that people like. I want to be respected by people. And I'm going to be whoever people like. I'm not judging them. I know how hard it was. I know how hard it is to stay true to yourself. But it makes you stronger. It strengthens who you truly are. And it's benefiting me now. And a lot of people can't stand that. But the fact of the matter is they never could. Which is why they use every opportunity to try and force me down that direction. It didn't really work. It never really worked. So when I'm in environments now, and maybe people do recognize that, but they still doing it. They still trying to force me down different directions. And I just, I recognize it. I recognize, you know, the the intent. I recognize the intent to try and change you and make you somebody that you're not in order to fit in, you know, so they feel better about with themselves. I'm, I can't make you feel better about yourself in that way. And I'm always trying to help. Always. I'm always trying to be like, you know, I want to make you feel more comfortable. I want to be kind. I don't, I know what it's like to feel uncomfortable. I know what it's like to feel unaccepted. I want to help you feel more accepted if it's something that I can do. To help you feel more comfortable or accepted around me, I would do it. But not that. Not, you know, deny who I am. So, this is that right now. And it's way more wicked, you know, than I even wanted to admit. Because 
I wouldn't want to bring it up no more. You would bring it up, you know, you want me to be somebody I'm not. You would think that, you know, punking me or doing stuff like that can pressure me into being somebody I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I bring it up. And they will abuse me into not bringing that up no more. Because people are triggered by these conversations. You can't tell them, you know, the truth. You can't tell people the truth. Like, the truth is, you feel bad about yourself. Because you wasn't brave enough to make that decision. You ain't feel brave. You wasn't brave enough to, you know, stand alone. I am. You don't like me because of it. Or you just want to prove I'm not brave enough to stand alone either or feel better about yourself. And, you know, even right now, I feel like people are saying, like, you're being judgmental. You are, you know, you're, you were a hater. You was really hating the whole time. They would tell me I was hating on the people who did that. You were hating because you hating because you're lame. You're corny. You're not popular. Um... I feel pretty popular to me. I feel like I'm popular. Like, maybe I'm not popular in your perspective or the way that you define popularity. I'm popular to me, though. I like me. I like how I am. I like who I am. You know, I feel popular. Even then, when they said I wasn't and I had no friends, etc. That never was funny to me either. And people tease people for not having no friends. That never was funny. Not because I was offended, but just because that's not funny. You don't got no friends. What's so funny? What's so funny about that? It's not funny. But um, not because I'm hurt. And people will always say, oh, you just hurt. That's why you're not laughing. Or it's just not funny. But people feel triggered, you know, when you don't just laugh to be accepted. When you don't just laugh to fit. I'm going to laugh when it's funny. And... You don't, you can't stand me being myself. And I don't, you know, I don't like that. I don't, I'm good, I'm good on that. Like, that's, that's usually what it came out, it came down to. But people now, you know, they still do that. They still do that. And I'm facing hate on all different levels now, you know. It's the people who've been hating, if that's hate, because as I've said, you know, my perspective feels like maybe in your perspective, maybe from, maybe I see it as hate, but maybe it ain't hate to you. You know, maybe you don't think you hating. I, I don't know. Things that they say was corny, I would think that was corny. Maybe you don't think that's corny. I think it's corny that you try and fit in so hard. I think it's corny that you got to be popular. I think it's corny that you deny yourself in order to fit in with others. I think that's corny. But you gonna say I'm corny for saying it. But you know, that's what I'm saying. But that's that's the thing. I also think it's corny that you gotta hurt my feelings to feel better about yourself. Because really you jealous of different choices I made that make me who I am and you want to somehow change who I am to feel better about you or to somehow hinder me or stop me from a bright future that I feel that even you can see. I would never do that to you. And it's wicked. It's more wicked than you understand. That's what the Lord been revealing to me. 
your whole life, people around you, they've been trying to keep you from your destiny. They've been trying to keep you from your best self. They've been trying to keep you from prospering. They've been trying to keep you from finally finding an environment you fit into being who you are, the real you. And they don't, they, they're not showing real love and they don't want nobody to show you real love. And the things that they have done over the years are directly connected to that. The things that they have done over the years are, you know, attempts at keeping you from your destiny. And Satan has been using them. And, you know, they're never going to accept you. And you don't need to be accepted by them. And I've already accepted that. But, you know, maybe I haven't in a way. Because it's like shed these different people. Shed them. Find an environment you're accepted in. Not that you need acceptance. Excuse me. Find people who accept you for you because they're out there. And thrive and prosper and be happy. Because these people want to keep you from being happy. They don't ever want to see you happy. They don't ever want to see you accomplished. You know, fulfilled. They don't ever want to see you make it. Find, you know, you're happy. And make it. Despite all the attempts on your, you know, keeping you from doing that. Of course, I've always known that I would, you know. Sometimes you often, sometimes you want to lose hope, but God always reminds you. You will. You will find that environment. You will find the people that accept you for who you are and love you for who you are. You don't have to fit into an environment to be accepted, and it's going to feel so much better. You're going to be so much more fulfilled and happy when you find the environment of people who accept you for who you are. Instead of the people who deny, you know, the greatness in you. Like, but, you know, here I am. And, you know, there's new people who have teamed up with the old people. The old people are like, I'm still not going to never stop trying to keep you from your destiny. And I'm, I should be used to that. But the Lord has softened my heart because I harden my heart to be used to that. You shouldn't harden your heart to get used to that. You should just prevail past it. It makes you stronger. But, you know, the Lord has softened my heart. And they're showing their true colors. They're really, like, in my face laughing. So I don't want her to succeed. So I don't want her to be happy. So I don't want her to win. You know, they're crying when I'm winning. They're crying when I'm succeeding. They're crying when I'm being accepted for who I am. You know, I didn't I, I didn't want to believe it was that deep. I don't want to believe they were that wicked. But they are. They know what they're doing. People know what they're doing. And so I check myself when I'm being abusive like that because of the abuse that I've endured over years. But it is there. And I'm, you know, having to look to God to heal that inside of me because I wasn't in an environment that was supportive. Regardless, though. As the Lord said, I will prevail past it all. I will be everything I've ever dreamed of being. I will have succeeded, and it's nothing that they can do to stop that. And the people around me who, you know, torture me. It's, it's torture. It's, it's intentional torture. The people around me that torture me because they don't want me to love myself. They don't want me to be loved. And they don't want to love me. You know. They're just going to have to fall away. 
they're going to have to fall away or fall into the background because I don't believe nobody can be nobody can change. I believe the Lord can change anybody. But you know it's still not my obligation to change you. It's not. And I think that's something that I've taken on, a burden I probably shouldn't take on, the obligation to change others. I should stop letting them hinder me. So I have to break out of that. And I didn't expect it to be so literal. But the Lord told me when I was younger. He said, actually, you're going to run away when you're 18. Soon as you get old enough to get away from them, you are going to run away from them. And I said, I'm not running away when I'm 18. Why would I run away from my family? That's not right. I've always been taught to never leave, never lose sight of who family is, you know? Never give up on family. I never knew that. I just couldn't see it. But I was told when I was younger, you were going to run away. You're going to run away from them far, far away. I still haven't. So I don't know how true that is. But now that's like my future. Like I've seen a, pro- a prophecy that that's what I'll do. That's what, I, that's what I will be doing. But I still don't know. I still don't know about running away. But I don't know. Being in these environments with these people. They never want me to be around anybody that's for me. They only want me to be in, in environments, people who hurt me. They want to turn me against anybody that's really for me. Because if we can't use them, we're going to use you against them. You know, we don't never want you to be in a, you know, healthy environment. Ever. You know, how, how everybody around you that claim to love you can team up on you and turn against you where the Lord has told me I was younger, you're going to have to get older. You got to beat all of them. You're going to have to beat all of them. And I was like, beat all of them. Why do I have to beat my family as if they're enemies? But they've made themselves my enemies. That's what they've done. It's not my, it's not my fault. You know, I don't really have much of a choice. Probably. I mean, I have a choice always, but my only other option is to allow them to keep me from my destiny. It's not going to happen. So, I'm 25 years old, and my family still don't want nobody to love me. They still want to be in every environment I'm in, I'm in, turning people against me. They still want to be fully in control of my life and my destiny to keep me from it. And they still want to prevent me from ever finding a real healthy environment. I don't want to believe it. I'm not just saying this to project onto others. It's just being revealed. It's just being revealed. And they're teaming up with other people. To do that, you know, people who won't accept me as well. To, you know, create an environment where I'm not accepted. To appease their own emotions, you know, of hatred towards my greatness. Period. That's what it is. 
They hate how great I am. They hate how great the Lord has made me. They don't want nobody to see the greatness in me. The Lord always said they're not going to be able to stop that. And they can't stop that. I'm still here. And they're trying to. They'd rather see me dead than prosper. You know, when people used to say that, I used to think, okay, that's a dramatic way of saying it. But it's not dramatic. That's for real. They really would rather see you dead in the street or in a casket than actually prospering and successful. And so, all is being revealed. I'm shaking because it's a little chilly. But um, all is being revealed. It's being exposed. You know, the people who don't accept me. And then the new environments that I may have been introduced to. And the people who don't accept me. New new people who won't accept me. Teaming up with the old people who won't accept me. And it's just becoming this whole big war thing, like. And that's a battle I feel I don't ever feel motivated for, it, you know. But I guess the Lord is saying you gotta get motivated for it, you know. We serve a God of war, and He's real. He is so real. God is so real. Where He's like, you know, you gotta beat them. You gotta beat them. You gotta overcome them. But it's just a way to do it. So. I don't know, people finding out my destiny and just, you know, doing everything in their power to keep me against, keep keep me from it, or doing everything in their power to make me suffer to the fullest extent before I ever receive it is, like, new level wicked. But it's not new. It's just that they're obvious about it now, that they're out in the open with it. And, like, it's they have so many friends. You know, they have they have so much company in that I am, you know, changed forever. Like, the Lord has transformed me. But he's transforming me into what I asked him to transform me to. Someone who can handle those environments. Who could still be all that I'm called to be, regardless of what people around me decide to be or treat me. I'm being transformed. So... These different individuals around me, though, that are deciding, you know, my future. And they they feel that they don't have to, you know, they don't even have to, you know, consult me. You know, they want to decide my future without, without it concerning me. How can you decide someone else's future without them if you're not God? So... You know, that's what I'm battling right now. That's what I'm battling. But what it will do, though, it will wake me up. It will snap me out of this mindset that I have to be accepted by these individuals. It will snap me out of this mindset that I won't find a better environment. What's confusing me, though, is that 
possibly the people involved in this environment right now could be a part of my new future. I don't feel like anybody who's really going to be in my future where I'm accepted and I'm thriving will ever exist in this environment, you know, but maybe they exist in a way that I cannot see quite yet because I'm not fully there yet in a place where I need to be, you know, to thrive. I don't know, but I know I've passed that, you know, it's not just the efforts, the attitude, the character concerning things. It's also the actual things people have done to me over years. People have really put witchcraft on me, you know, they saw the, they saw the greatness in me and they said, I'm going to, I'm going to you know, make a deal with Satan, keep you from that. That's, that's so, that's so extra to me. Like, I just never, I never thought, I never thought that people around me would be that way, could be that way. But I always heard over the years, you it, betrayal never comes from the people you don't know. Always from the people you do. So, it'll be the person sitting right next to you, right up under your nose, that hates you that much and will be doing you like that. That's what is being revealed, has been revealed. But as I've said, you know, I'm I'm being transformed into the kind of individual that can handle that, you know, can handle everything that comes with that because my destiny is great. I will need to be able to handle that. So I'm learning how. And, you know, I know the Lord will deliver me from anybody with ill intent on my life. If they don't have the purest intentions and real love for me, they will not last in my, they will not be involved in my future. So that's just what it is. Things do are confusing, though. Like how the Lord says, embrace these moments. You will have wished that you did. Embrace the bad more than the good. You know, never leave family. Because if you do, if you leave the people that you love later on in life, you will have regretted not forgiving them for what they had done. You know, you will never get that time back. You just got to forgive them. But how my future could feel as if it just doesn't include them. And they will never have shown any remorse concerning the way that they treated me. How can I forgive them? They don't want to be forgiven. You know, but that's not their decision to make. But what do you do? When people are going to continue to do the things that they're doing to you, they don't ever plan on stopping They never plan on, you know, accepting you. How do you prevail? At that point, maybe you have to shed them. You know, but would the Lord lead you to shed them? And his advice is that you will have missed the years and wish you had forgiven them if you do. I don't know. It's confusing. It's confusing. You know, but the best, you know, solution to all of it is that, you beat all of them. You prevail past all the attempts of assassination of your destiny. 
And you never have to leave from around them because you become untouchable even if they're right next to you. It's nothing that you could ever do to stop or keep me from my destiny even if I involved you in every plan. Just like that, you know. And that's how. But, you know, I have to get there. I have to get there. I have to admit I'm not there yet, but I will be. So I have that to look forward to. Things are going to work out for me despite whatever anybody else feels or however they, you know, however they decide to go about things. And it's a lot of people around that are recognizing me, but also choosing not to accept me. So everything you've gone through in life, is shaping you for what you will be and who you will be. So me having overcome the unacceptance before, it shaped me for overcoming all this unacceptance now. You know, they don't accept me as a woman in the position that the Lord is, is raising me up to be in. They don't accept me as a victor. But I will be victorious in Jesus' name. You're going to have to accept it because it's not changing. It's not going anywhere. It's not like I heard them say, change your destiny. Give me your destiny. Give me your life. Like, and then it feel like earlier the Lord was, you know, saying to me, don't you see? Don't you see that they've already been judged? Don't you see that they're already suffering? Don't you see that that's already the consequence? The consequence is, what they're doing now, trying to keep you from your destiny, not being able to stand, seeing you prosper, that's the consequence for what they're doing, what they're doing, what they have done. Because you know, you get you get abused or beat down to a point where you feel like, what's gonna happen to them? It's already happening. They have to abuse you. They have to hold you back. They have to keep you down because they're afraid or intimidated by who you will be. It's already happening. But, you know, it's still hard. It's still hard. It is. You know, everything I'm going through, I am tough. You know, the Lord strengthens me. But it is still difficult. It's difficult. And the Lord said it would be. He said it would be harder than it's ever been. And it had been already so hard. So this is really hard. But then it's going to be good forever. So I have an outcome that's worth seeing through to. Regardless of what I'm going through. But as far as battling with suicide and depression. Suicidal thoughts and depression. That's, you know, the attempts to assassinate my destiny. You know, Satan works through these individuals. So, you know, the Lord will, he always wins. The Lord always wins. That being said, though, it's still playing out. It's still playing out. I mean, maybe one day I'll look back and laugh. I've been told that, like, you're going to look back and think this is so funny. And there's people all people, people all around just laughing. I still don't find humor in it. I don't. 
but you know I probably will you know look back and think this is funny I probably look back and just crack up but right now it just hurts it's not funny but I know that the day that I look back and laugh at all of it the Lord will be right there smiling I know he will because I remember when he told me one day you're going to look back and be thankful for all of this stuff that has happened to you even the worst things and the day that I look back and was grateful for everything that had happened to me and everything that it had made me he was right there smiling like I told you and I was like you are right you always right I'll never doubt you ever being right ever again so he's right again he said I will prevail he said I will win he said I will succeed and on that day he's going to smile down at me having succeeded and I'm going to be thankful extremely grateful he will have been right again he's always right that's what it is so I got that to look forward to every day I'm reminding myself every day I'm reminding myself I got that to look forward to that's my future my future is success and succeeding like I prayed for it. My future is prayers answered. And God. My future is great, bright, everything I, I wanted it to be. Because I listen. Because I listen to the Lord. So that's my advice. Listen to the Lord. No matter how much the world, you know, denies you and does not and refuses to accept you. The Lord accepts you. Choose God. You know, you are not of this world, so the world will not accept you. You know, choose the Lord. Come out of the world. You have to. That's what it is. I don't have a home here. My home isn't in Christ. My home is in heaven. So I want to get there. Now the rapture, he's going to be right about that too. This is deep. This is serious. Like, if I want to get raptured, I have to get serious. And I just know what I got to do. I know what I got to do concerning that. People are showing their true form. Like, saying it's full grown in them. And in me too. But, you know, I just got work to do. I can't even worry about these things anymore. I know Satan want me to care about this stuff more. Because he want to somehow prove to the Lord. She don't really care about you. She just care about the benefits and the blessings. No. The Lord is worthy to be praised. I just love him for who he is. That's just what it is. Okay, so. Um, I'm sitting here listening to worship music. Which, of course, the Lord has called me away from because he's saying that a lot of these individuals are lukewarm. I still listen to worship music and do what I can to worship the Lord through the music so that he's receiving my worship personally. But um, as I'm sitting here listening to the music, it's just things, just conversations start to escalate and I don't know what they're talking about, but. They keep trying to get in my head like I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. And the only thing I can remember concerning that 
is after I received my destiny. Well, I already always had it, but after I was after I found out what my destiny was, who I am, my purpose in life. The Lord has shown me a mango. He said, the demons, they were taunting me. They were talking about sex and all kinds of disgusting, lustful things. I have to hear this all day. But it's it's the fight. So they were talking about these things and like I feel that they forced these thoughts into my head. I was fighting them, but it was just a thought like, you know, that's sexual immorality. And I wonder how the Lord feels about that. And so the Lord said, intimacy, you want to know what real intimacy, what real intimacy is for you? Real intimacy would be one of the mangoes from heaven because I know you love mangoes. And I had seen a vision of one of the mangoes from heaven. And it was so juicy and so good. It was like the best fruit, period. But mango, definitely, I ever experienced in my life. And it was a vision. And it was like real intimacy. It was like an orgasm. It was so great. Right after that, you know, I kept avoiding, you know, you know, looking the Lord in his face because I couldn't face him in a way. It really wasn't me, but I was just trying to help, you know, my family. I said, I won't give up my family. And it was just this feeling of not being able to face the Lord. And it's like, I wasn't afraid to talk to him, but somebody was in fear. And so for a split second, you know, I wanted to see the Lord. I wanted I wanted him to show himself. And the Lord jumped on me. He was a glorious lion. The most glorious lion you will ever have seen in all of heaven and all of earth. That feeling was romantic. It was intimate. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. It was, you know, the best thing in the world. Just that, that moment with God. I was you know, in awe of how beautiful God is. He is beautiful in all of his various forms. But um, someone else, they were, I wanted to show them this. They shied away. They would keep shying away. They wouldn't face the Lord. They wouldn't face him. I'm like, that can't be me. That can't be me that won't face the Lord, but I will stand with my family in order to fight as hard as I possibly can to get them to face the Lord because it is nothing to be afraid of. Now, I hadn't, you know, put it together, but I had already known this is not me, it's my family, but I'm going to fight very hard for my family because I would have wanted to do that, you know, if I do make it through heaven's gates, I would have wanted to fight very hard for my family to be there. Because once it's done, it's done. Once we walk through heaven's gates, that's it. Anyone who goes to hell for the rest of eternity, they're gone forever. And, you know, if you go into the bottomless pit, if it's rapture, that's just that. Like, I won't, I will be extremely happy in heaven. I won't feel, you know, I won't be in despair at the loss of them because... I, you know, I will have made it, but at the same time, you know, this is all the chance that I have to give it the best fight that I got for them. So I'm going to take it. And I know that the Lord is 
made my heart this way for a reason. So I do understand that I'm risking some things. I'm risking, you know, I I would never believe that I could risk my own position, you know, having fought for my family. I believe that he took me through everything he took me through for this very reason. The Lord would want you to be self-sacrificial as he is. That is the definition of being Christ-like, to be persecuted in his name, to be willing to die for your brother or your sister. That's the definition of Christ-like. Now, I understand some people may be headed for destruction, and Satan has it in his mind that my brother will not be saved, but the Lord has already given me a word on that. He said that Satan is a liar. And I pushed further, and I fought more, and and the Lord sent me back from heaven. I saw myself in a robe in heaven. It was glorious. I was all the pain was gone. So this pain will not will not stay. This pain will it will go. But He sent me back, and He said, "You're going to want to get your brother." So why would the Lord ever do that? If of course I was, you know supposed to give up on him he said it will be difficult but then good forever so it's difficult right now it's difficult and I'm willing for things to be difficult in order for my brother's soul a chance at his soul being saved in the process of course he will have to face the Lord and I'm here for him to motivate him and fight for him to get him to do that you know I don't believe there's anyone in my family that necessarily agrees with, you know, all that I'm willing to go through for my family. And that's precisely why I believe the Lord placed me, made me the way that I am in my family. It always has to be one person, somebody in your family that is willing to fight for y'all souls. This is, you know, a blessing from the Lord. That's what he does for us, regardless of what we have to go through in his life. For him to bless you with somebody in your life that is willing to fight for your soul to be saved, that's who God is. So I'm not going to give up because I know that he didn't make me this way to give up. And anybody else's opinion on that, you know, it's just going to be what it is. But I'm not to be accepted by this world because I'm not of it. And I don't agree with people when they when they say, that the Lord would have wanted me to let go. The Lord would have wanted me to leave them behind. Now, of course, the Lord loves me so much. He would love me anyways if I did. But I know that he made me this way to fight for them. Throughout this process, I've wanted to give up a million times. That's Satan. But the Lord kept me fighting for me and my family. And that's for a reason. He, I received my destiny in the process of fighting for my family. There are things to be learned in this process. <laughs> Excuse me. And for me, to whom much is given, much is required. I will have to suffer, you know, in the process of fighting for my family's souls back. And that's okay. That's fine because the Lord has me covered. And I will never believe anybody that tells me to give up on my family. So. This recent situation, you know, within these past weeks, it was like, you know, threats of giving up on my family or giving up on possibly the individuals that it feels that the Lord has sent in in these last days to fight with me to save souls. 
and to fight for me to get to the position he has called me to be in. And they're part of this prophecy, I assume. I presume. But as far as my family goes, I'm not supposed to give up on them. I know it. The more that I fight, the more that I can see that this is, you know, what the Lord intended. This is what he intended. So I don't listen to the naysayers. You know, Satan is using people. He's going to use everybody, anybody he can to try and get it to my head to keep me from my destiny. The Lord has called me to fight for my family. I don't care how much of a laughing stock or how unaccepted or how much my family, you know, rejects the idea of being saved. The Lord has called me to do this. I know it. Because if he truly did not intend for this to happen, he wouldn't have kept me here. He wouldn't have kept me here. I tried to leave. I wanted to leave a bunch of different times. He brought me right back here. This is where I'm meant to be. This is what's meant to be. The devil can try all he wants to keep my brother. I don't believe he will have succeeded. That's just what it is. I'm going to keep fighting for my family. We're all going to make it. I believe that. I have hope for that. So, anyone who is making fun of me or, you know, enjoying my suffering, that's just part of the process, you know. The Lord was made fun of. People enjoyed the Lord's suffering. He prevailed past it. He overcame the world so that we can. So, I know that I can. You know, his precious blood covers my entire family. We are covered. We're bought. We're paid for. You know, we're too precious to 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 be to be wasted for ourselves to be wasting an eternity in hell. So for eternity in hell. So I'm gonna keep fighting. You know, these conversations they are just a distraction from the Lord. I'm going to keep fighting for my family. I'm going to keep fighting for them. And I know I may look dumb. I know I may look like I don't know what I'm doing. I know it may look like I am just a fool. And there's no way that the Lord is speaking to me. And these different things. But the fact of the matter is he is. He is. He's here. He's very prevalent in my life. He is speaking to me concerning these things. I could be better. I could be doing a lot of things better. This I know. But. One thing that I, I am doing is trusting and depending on a limitless God who will prevail past all and all, any and every obstacle. Nothing will stop God. Nothing can stop what he is doing in my life. Nothing can stop the destiny on my life. They are still trying. They won't succeed yes it hurts it's supposed to it's difficult it's supposed to be that's what the lord said it would be i will prevail regardless so the the worst thing i could do is deny the lord the heart and the love that the lord has placed into me for these very reasons if he said it's going to be a rapture in our lifetime there's going to be a rapture in our lifetime if he says we're going to be raptured we're going to be raptured I believe in him. I believe in this. 
and there's a lot of people who don't want to believe in Jesus. And how could you possibly read the Bible and not believe in Jesus? You know, Old Testament prophesies of Jesus. New Testament is, you know, the coming of Jesus. The Messiah is about Jesus. So how could you possibly read the Bible and abide by God and not believe in the Lord? The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except that they go through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. How could you ever believe that you have prevailed, you know, and making it through heaven's gates without accepting Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the sent Son? You know, not even if you only had the Old Testament. The Old Testament prophesied of Jesus, you know, arrival. So, I don't understand it, but... Obviously, these are things that we are meant to overcome. You know, the Lord spoke to to me about this for, you know, a while. People who don't accept Jesus, who don't accept the Lord. And you cannot get, you know, if you don't know Jesus, you don't know our Father. You don't. And you will not make it through without him. Because hardly anybody was getting into heaven Hardly anybody was, you know, avoiding hell before Jesus. He died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And so if you're not forgiven, you're going because none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. We have all sinned. None of us fall short of sin. We have all sinned. And sin, you know, equals hell. So, you know... It was not many people in Abraham's bosom which existed only before Jesus was sent. And so the Lord sent Jesus in order for more to be saved. We were all going to hell without Jesus. How could you not accept Jesus and still expect to be saved? It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. But I'm not going to speak on those things because I want to learn more. I want to know more. I don't want to be the one to judge or speak on things I may not fully understand. But I do understand that that word says that you will not make it through without knowing the Lord, without accepting Jesus as the sent son. So I don't understand people's position on that. But um, I'm willing to understand where you're coming from with it. Never will I accept that as my own belief. But regardless of anything... I saw the holes in my hands from the holes in Jesus' hands when he was nailed to the cross. I saw it. It happened. This is real. Jesus is real. He fights for us every day. And only because of him will you have received forgiveness and be given a real chance to enter through those gates. So, without him, I don't know. But, um concerning you but without him there's no chance but um yeah like I'm I'm going to keep fighting I'm not going to listen to what people say I made it through all of these different trials and tribulations because of Jesus Christ I'm still here I'm still alive I'm still breathing and nobody's going to change my mind about that like I don't understand how people can see how far I've made it. Like, I would understand if you just didn't know. If you were just, you know, unaware of my testimony, then, you know, I would I would just explain it to you. But 
if you are aware of my testimony and all that I have made it through in order to get to this point, how could you truly expect for me to listen to the nonsense that, you know, God will not save me. God is not real. This is not happening. Like, it's strong deception, but it is an indication of the, our position. Like, we, I have to fight harder. I have to fight harder. I shouldn't even be hearing this. But um, he sent me here as a warrior. He's raised me up to be a warrior in these last days in his end time army. He's given me a position that I am here to fight for. And I will continue to fight for this position. I will not give up on God. I will not give up on him. He will not give up on me. So regardless of Satan's intent on my destiny, this is what I believe the Lord said I will prevail. So I will. That being said, um, you know, I don't truly believe this demon which is dead. You know, maybe these millions have been freed already because they seem to believe that. But I don't believe it because this demon which still uses them clearly and should be dead. But I believe it's still alive. I don't know. Maybe that fight when I received my destiny was what killed that demon witch. But, um, as I've said, the Lord sent me back to fight for my brother. He sent me back to fight for him. And so I will. He showed me so much. I have to keep going. Satan is counting on my defeat. But I will not be defeated in Jesus Christ's name. This is very, very real. This is not made up. So... I'm going to keep fighting. And as far as people laughing in my face, they're just going to have to laugh. You know, it's always so funny. Satan doesn't fail to laugh. You know, the wickedness, it keeps you laughing. But the Lord says, you know, do away with gesturing. Do away with the laughing and the jokes. and You know, because it's Satan. And he had shown me as I worshiped every laugh, every joke. That it's not concerning the Lord is, you know, driven by Satan. He won't use me. It's not funny, you know, like he tickles us and it's not funny. I don't want to be tickled. I don't want to be controlled. We're not laughing, you know, by our own accord. We are controlled by sin. I don't want to be laughing in the Lord's face. This is not funny. The Lord is wroth with us in the way that we carry ourselves. I want to be serious. He gave me a word. You, why would I want to smile? No, he loves that we, we are happy. He wants us to be happy. But he pretty much said, you are not smiling because this is not anything to smile about. The souls, the many souls that are headed in the direction of hell is nothing to smile about, you know? So, I have to get serious. This is serious. It's not me laughing anyway. Satan wants to keep me laughing and distracted. 
I have to focus on the Lord. And in focusing on him, what I find is that many of my emotions are not even my own. A demon has possessed my body. And it has to go. It's time is up. It's going into the bottomless pit, but I won't be going with it. I have to be serious. We have to be serious. This is serious. And, you know, if anybody could give up on me now, they was waiting for an opportunity to do that. And that's okay because I'm not of this world. They had already given up on me before I had a chance. And so that just covers all of it. I don't need anyone's support but Jesus Christ, period. And he supports me. He believes that I will do this. And so I believe it too. He said, I know who you're destined to be. So I want you to know it too. And so I know it. I know it. Even if I have to reaffirm this to myself because of the many different attempts to destroy my destiny. I know it. I know who the Lord has called me to be. I'm going to become her. I am becoming her. At one point, he said this will happen way before any signs could have ever shown or pointed in the direction of what is happening. He told me it's going to be so much greater than you could think or imagine. This is so much greater than I could ever think or imagine. He's always telling the truth. So why would I stop believing him now? Those who don't believe, they just have to experience a move from God. That's all. And hopefully I can be used in the process of them experiencing that. If not, I pray that they do. But I am a vessel of the Lord. That's really all I will ever be is a vessel of the Lord. I am nothing without God. So I don't want to be without him. This is what it is. Period. Any other direction in life is not worth. It's not worth it. So I choose God and I'm hated for it. But as I've said, the Lord was hated and he overcame it so that I can. If I'm hated in Jesus' name, that's a blessing. Because there's so many people out here who are hated anyways. So, I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. And though it may be difficult sometimes to understand the things that I'm going through, I trust that God will bring everything into perspective in his perfect timing. That's who he is. I choose him. I have work to do, I know. I'm not you know, a hundred percent what I should or could be, but I will be, I will be. Anyone who gives up on me in the process was meant to. I never had acceptance. I don't have to have it now, but of, but of and from God. The Lord, the world wants me to believe that the acceptance I am receiving or could receive now is any different than the acceptance I could have received when I was younger. I rejected that acceptance and I, you know, took pride and took solace in the acceptance from the Lord alone. This is what sets me apart. 
there's a calling on my life. I cannot reject that for the acceptance of this world. Nothing that they're doing is new. The Lord has raised me up to be exactly who I am right now. This is my future. This is my destiny. I'm not brainwashed. You know, nothing, you know, about what is going on here is fake or a lie. And I don't understand how people can sit in filthy sin and wickedness and not understand that God is the good and the greater power to have overcome it all. To overcome it all time and time again. Foolishly, we are deceived into believing that wickedness will prevail and it never does. How can you continue to believe that that is, you know, something you can depend on, but not the good that always wins? I don't understand it. But I do understand that it is never because they truly believe they will prevail in their wickedness. But just because they're wicked, they do things out of spite, resentment, misery, and hatefulness. It has absolutely nothing to do with, you know, actually planning to actually have won. So the Lord wins every time. And in order for me to win with him, I have to become like him. That's what he's doing. In and through me. I'm blessed to be chosen. To be worthy of that. So he will get my undivided. Unconditional devotion. Period. No one can ever take his place. The Bible says Satan sits in a throne as if he is God. Though he is not. He is not God to me. And he he is not even God to you. He's not God. Period. So, I will worship God and God only. The one true God. The only God. Ruler of this earth. I will worship him and him only. Until the day that I die. That is how it goes. I'm willing to die for him. I'm okay with the rejection of this world. I'm okay with that. I have to be okay with that. Anything inside of me that needs that validation or acceptance of this world will be burned out in Jesus' name. That's just... That's just it. That's just it. I cannot receive these many blessings, this attention, this, you know, acknowledgement from the Lord and then reject him. How can how could I do that? How can anyone do that? I won't speak for them, but it doesn't make sense. The Lord he sent this to me. The Lord, he placed me in this. He's allowing this. How could I then turn my back on him? I can't do it. And I pray that he always keeps me. So I never do. I don't ever want to be like Solomon in that way. I trust him. I choose him. I pray that... I'm a better version of Solomon. If he says I remind him of Solomon, I pray that I am a better version of him. That, you know, I can restore the Lord's hope and never, ever worship anyone but him. Never lose sight of who he is 
and where true fulfillment comes from in God only. So I pray that that's his plans for my life. I pray that that's the Lord's plans for my life. I pray that that's the Lord's plans for my life. And up until this point, he's answered every prayer. I pray he answers that one too. I want to be with God for the rest of my life. I want to be with you, God, for the rest of my life. I don't want to be taken away from the Lord by this world. It's not worth it. He's already promised me the world. He's given me the world. He's given me everything. What do I need? What else more would I ever need? How could I ever turn my back on him when he's given me everything? Like, at the end of the day, I, I, I never understood it even. But I would sympathize with individuals who would choose the world over God. I sympathize with them a little. Only because I said, you know, maybe you believe that the Lord couldn't provide that for you. You lost hope that he couldn't give that to you. But what sense would it make when the Lord has given you the world? He's giving you all in it. And then you still turn your back on him. That doesn't make sense. Though Solomon does bring it into perspective in Ecclesiasticus. He speaks about how he just became distracted by his pleasures. And that's what it, where he fell from grace I pray that that doesn't happen to me and I don't believe that it will because the position that I see that the Lord will have raised me up to be in I dwell in an open heaven right right in God's presence at all times so having overcome the world you know I pray it's extremely difficult. It seems, it looks that it will have been extremely difficult to have turned back to it. You know, it doesn't make sense to me, you know. But, of course, it's possible. Of course, it's possible. So, this is why I pray that the Lord keeps me forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I pray this. I want this more than anything else. Like, I want to be with the Lord and dwell in the Lord forever, but more than anything else he's going to give me. He says he's going to fulfill my heart's desires, everything in it. I don't have to have any of that if I have him. And I know he knows that that is true because he would not have blessed me with the destiny he's blessed me with and fulfilled my heart's desires if it weren't. He's chosen me for a reason. He believes in me. He believes in this. I pray that I never stop believing in it as well. I wonder if Solomon made it to heaven. I keep feeling like he didn't. He didn't. He didn't go to heaven. But it's not clear. It's not. It doesn't say that he went to hell. I mean, the Bible says that. The Lord turned his back on Solomon because Solomon did the one thing the Lord asked not to do, which was worship false gods. He had already done so much, but that was it for him. But the Lord said that I won't reprimand you, but your descendants. And so maybe that means that he is not going to hell, but his descendants maybe will because of what he's done. It's not clear, 
people, I shouldn't worry about that so much, but worry about me. And the the requirement, you know, in myself to to never, you know, to learn from Solomon's mistakes and to never do that. Things can be different. They will be different. I believe this. I trust God. I trust him. So if he's going to fulfill my heart's desires, that's one of them. And if he's going to answer my prayers, that's a big one. I wish I could move it to the top of the list. I want that more than anything. I love him so much. I don't want to have to live a life here without him. Having lost sight of how important he is in my life. I'm only human, and I know we make mistakes. He doesn't. But I pray that, you know, if I remind him of Solomon, that I'm a better version. That he plans to do what he did with Solomon, but this time just better. Meaning, yes, Solomon did it, but I won't allow you to. You won't. Hopefully, I won't. So, if the Lord can bestow all of this on me, someone who was so ignorant to all these different things in life, so misguided and lost, so weak, he strengthened me and given me a future and a destiny and a purpose. If he can do all of this through me, he can keep me from turning my back on him. And I pray that he does because he is a limitless God. I know that he can. I don't want it any other way. Like, I was spending a lot of time thinking about this, and I said, you know, the Lord came to me. He said, the money, the the fame, the attention, the all of those things, turn away from them. You don't need them. You know, you don't have to have these things. Turn away from them. Just walk away. Just never find fulfillment in these things and maybe that was his warning to me that in order to have made it into heaven that's the way I have to never have needed these things but then I said well, why would he provide them if he doesn't want me to take them it didn't add up or make sense but it does if the Lord knows your fate. I will have provided all your heart's desires, but turn away. Turn away from them. Don't need them. Don't desire them. So, I tried to make it make sense. And I said to myself, the Lord promised me these things, and so I will have them, because he never breaks a promise. If it's not really about, you know, turning away from these things, you know, because I will have them. I just will. That's my destiny. Then it's more about never losing sight of how unimportant they are compared to the Lord's presence in my life. It's not really about never having them, but about never needing them, about never, you know, placing them above God. So when he says turn away from these things, what he means is never take your heart back from him 
and placing them in these things. Keep your heart in the Lord. So it's like having all of it, but just like in your heart, never having any of it. And so I said, that sounds difficult, but I believe I can do it. I believe I can do it, especially having gone through all that I've had, I've gone through. And him getting his point across about how wicked these things can be, how destructive these things can be. He sees me as fit to have them so I can be fit to have overcome them. And I sound like it right now. And every time I get into this conversation or these thoughts, I see it. I see the similarities in in me and Solomon. I see it because I am already justifying still having received these things and wanting these things that much, you know. But I know the Lord knows my, my heart is in the right place. Because one thing Solomon did do right is he desired to be fit to lead the Lord's people. He desired wisdom to lead them correctly and not lead anybody astray over anything else, over money, fame, fortune. He desired to be fit to lead. And so that already shows where his heart was in, was at first. The Lord, he favors Solomon because of it. He favors me because of this. And... You know, if I just never lose sight of that, I will be okay. You know? I have questions. How long did it take Solomon to lose sight of who the Lord was? How long will it take me if that ever happens? And, you know, obviously every answer I will ever need is in the Bible. I have it for the rest of my life to study. And it is living to guide me every day. Also, I believe, I believe that I can finish strong. Though that has been one of my many weaknesses in life, finishing strong. It won't remain that way though. Because my many weaknesses in life that I've had to... My many weaknesses in life, they're all, I believe, being shed in this process of my transformation. And so that very well can be shed as well. You know, I've already seen myself spiritually. I have everything already. I have a castle. I have a kingdom. I have any spirit any and every spiritual gift I could ever think of from my Lord and Savior I have it all I have it all I'm fulfilled in God so being rich my whole life there you know is hope that it won't change me there is hope but I have to overcome my carnal mind and my flesh I have to I can never fall back into it, but I don't think that I will. I see my future doesn't look like I will. So 
I choose the Lord. I choose him. I just do. And I'm going to keep fighting. I'm I'm so sure that the Lord will favor me past all these assassin assassination attempts on my future, my destiny, and my character. The things that are mean, meant to go, they will go. The things that are meant to stay, they will stay. He's perfect. He doesn't make mistakes. So, I do have to strive to be more like him. You know. I will have to come everything. Everything I'm destined to be. Everything I'm destined to be. No one can stop that. You know, no one. I trust him. I love him. I choose him. I choose him. You know, he's chosen me as his vessel. So, I pray all this is not for naught. It won't be. I know it. I trust it. I know it. I see it. I see... I see a happy ending. I know my father. He doesn't play tricks. He doesn't deceive. He wouldn't introduce a happy ending if there were a potential for it. If there were a chance for me to have it. You know. I can and will finish strong. I just have to know it. I just have to believe it. I 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 can finish strong. I can finish strong. I will finish strong. You know, nothing or nobody in this world will take me from him. So I have to cut out all distractions. I have to cut out the part of myself that is distracted from God. Hopefully I can do away with it forever. But that's what I'm working on. I won't let anyone discourage me. You know, God encourages me. He's encouraging. I won't be discouraged. I won't be discouraged, but we will see. We will see. I'm still in the process of being transformed. I have to become everything he's called me to be. I'm not there yet. I will be, though. I will be. But in the meantime, this word, this mission he has me on to defeat these demons that are causing suffering on my people, it is important. I know he has me covered. I trust him. 
He's calling me to depend wholly on him. Holy. That he will deliver me. Despite my situation and circumstances, which has caused me to drop everything. I didn't have to. I have to be honest. I was tired. So I did. But that's not the whole reason why. And that's something I have to, you know, be reminded that no one knows me better than God. He knows me. And he reminds me, that's not who you are. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't risk your people. You wouldn't want revenge. You wouldn't want people to suffer. You wouldn't want these things. He knows my heart. He knows me. And I trust him. I choose him because sometimes I I am, you know, affected, you know, seemingly almost convinced that these people are telling the truth about me, that I could have been doing these things for personal selfish reasons. And while those those different things do exist and they're there it's it's a it's a facade like Satan is just such a deceiver you know he's even somehow convinced me a little that's why I would have been doing the things but no deep inside my heart you know the Lord knows the intent of my heart and he knows he knows why I do the things that I do he knows the true intent of my heart he knows it But that being said, he knows all of the desires of my heart. So maybe it is there and I have to face these things in myself. And maybe that's the process of pruning these different things out of me. But I know, like, it's it's there. It's like, it's deep. It's like this feeling like, no, you're not that kind of person. You are, you know, you have pure intent. They, you know, they can't always see it, you know, or maybe they just don't want to. They want you to believe differently about yourself. But something this process has showed me, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid enough to believe the stuff that they say about me or tell me every day. If I were, I I wouldn't have made it this far. Because they tried to convince me that I was going to die. That God was not real. I chose God despite how convincing that became after a year of nonstop torture. So, that knowing inside of my heart, despite all of the many reasons to believe differently remains because God has placed that in me and I have to believe in his power these things are not more they are not more they will never be more so I have to trust that I have to trust him and what he's placed inside of me so with this you know with these hateful thoughts these you know this deception of Satan and his agents of darkness to convince me that I'm not as pure-hearted as the Lord knows me to be. It's just a facade. It's all a facade. 
And I see how difficult it is or even the people that it feels as if the Lord has sent to help me to see that about me sometimes. Especially if it's hard for me to see it sometimes, you know. But it's still true. People have come to me and said, you won't be able to do this. It's a very small chance that you'll be able to do this, but the Lord has shown me that I I will. You know, people have told me this is not who you are. But the Lord has shown me that it is. People have told me and tried to convince me. I'm just, you know, I only want money. I'm only doing this for attention. I'm just trying to convince people this is who I am. This is not who I really am. This is not how I really feel. This is not my true heart intent. And the Lord says that I am. He showed me that it is. He doesn't make mistakes. He's all that matters. He's all that matters in it. You know, they're just going to have to see, I guess. You know, and they may never see, so I didn't want to say that. So it doesn't matter, you know. I know it. I know it. And I believe it. And when nobody's around believing it, the Lord believes it. And I will believe it with him because it's true. This is the truth. A lot of people fight that. A lot of people fight that when they know it. Like, I believe everyone knows this. Because if they didn't truly believe it, they wouldn't see me as a threat. They wouldn't be intimidated by me. They wouldn't fear me if they didn't believe these things. You know, so they can't, Satan can't fool me. He won't fool me. The Lord covers me. He covers me. He covers my family. He covers those I love. He covers his children. He covers his nations. He's made me true. I am true. Despite what they believe, despite the people around me. Who are deceived. I will not be deceived. I will continue to fight deception and wickedness. And I will believe what I know. I know that my heart's intent is for us all to prevail and be made free. My heart's intent is to stay true to the Lord and true to who I am and who He's made me to be. My heart's intent. Is that to believe that I will prevail past this and I will win like the Lord has said. To believe him and trust him in all that he has promised. My heart's intent is to know deep inside I am the woman of God I've always prayed to be. And he will transform me into that. By the, by the finish of this, that's who I will be. And that's just that. That's all there is to it. Anybody around me who thinks that this is a tactic or just something I'm using to get ahead, they're deceived. But I did hear a conversation. It was like, you know, either she's really, she really believes this. Either she really believes in God. She really believes this and she's really who she says she is or she's just way too smart. And that's impossible. That's, it's not impossible. 
but I can't be smarter than God now nobody's smarter than God even the smartest person in on this planet is a fool to God so if you don't see it you just don't want to see it and I I just I'm over needing people to see it I got this far because the Lord saw that I chose him when he said it, regardless of if they saw it. So if they see it now, it's because of him. And if they don't want to see it, that's not because they don't, but because they don't want to. And that's not my responsibility to make them see or want to see something like that like that's so unfair to me that's unfair to me because why should I have to prove myself to you when deep down you already believe it you know you already know it as soon as you started questioning it you knew it That's unfair. I've been dealing with that my whole life. Good thing I have God who who sees it and is without question. Nobody can change his mind about me. Good thing. Because way too many people, spirits, trying to change people's minds about me, about this. They think that if they don't believe it enough, it won't be true. It's never the case. So, here I am, fighting for the the version of me that the Lord sees and knows will, will be. And I know it too because of him. But as he has told me when I was younger, I have to shed anything that doesn't want to be that. I have to. Because I can do it. I can do it. If I choose and decide and make it final, I have to make the decision to choose the me he knows and I knows I can be. And that be that. Because if my heart is still torn in another direction, then it's not possible. Maybe he told Solomon the same thing. And... It was it was unclear. It was unclear. But I remember thinking on it when I was younger and I was reading the Bible. I remember thinking on it and I was just like, I want that. I wanna be that. But can I decide on that forever? And never decide differently, never change my mind? I think I can. So, fun fact, one of my favorite books was Thomas the Train. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I know I can. You know, I will, I will, I will, in Jesus' name, I will. So, the Lord always made that my favorite, he made that my favorite book. He did. At first, I was like, I don't like how, you know, this this train is just like so insecure. I don't like the insecurity in in this train. 
But the fact is he overcame it. He said, I know I can and he did it. And the Lord wanted me to see that because that's me. It's not funny, but that is me. I will, I will have prevailed at the end. I will know that I have, I could, and I will, regardless of what I have to go through. It's not always as innocent as that book, but it's, it's solid. So I choose God. I choose this. I choose, I choose my future in him. That's that's it's my choice, you know. I'm not gonna say I, I'm solid and I fully made that decision because I don't want to lie to myself. But I know that I'm fighting. I'm fighting for that to be, it. So actually, I will say, yeah, I made the decision. I've chosen God. I've chosen this future. I've chosen that. Everything else can go, and will. That's just what it is. My hope is in Him ever he got it he said so much bigger than I can think or imagine so I'm not going to I'm not going to try and think or imagine it I'm just going to let it be